Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 30. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gaiman, and this is another edition of Friends for Life, where my friend Jessica and I talk about some of our favorite popular culture topics. What's up, Jessica? Episode 30? I know. It's slowly chugging How cool. along. That's when I crazy. wrote that, I was oh like, my gosh. 30, and then I had to think back when I started this, and it's already, I'm still trying to do it at least every month, you know, whenever I have time. Yeah, that's so crazy. That feels like a milestone to me. 30. I feel like you and I always hit the milestone episodes or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was like episode 10 or something yeah. too. So like it, it feels like we're hitting uh, the like the 10s. It's cold yeah, as shit in cool. Michigan. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. We just talked mm-hmm. for like about a half hour because we always Natalie's like, I always say I'm recording at 830. Um, it'll probably be about an hour. She's like, all right, see you in two hours. Yeah. Like she just knows. I know. I say that too. I say that too to Derek. I'm like, you know, it's only like, the, I'm like, the episode's only like an hour, but I'm like, okay, we have to take into account 30 minute catch up before and then 30 minute wrap up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's two hours. Usually, That's how I always feel, just... but I enjoy talking <clears throat> to you, like catching up because we text, but it's just different Yeah. Um, yeah. over the video. But today's episode, we'll go over what has been grinding our gears the typical uh we'll be talking about what we've been watching movie wise and tv show wise Uh, and then we can go into the bachelor in paradise and the challenge ride or die starts this wednesday october 12th so i just want to talk about the show how they have it set up and who you're looking forward to uh being in the show because some of them haven't been in the show in a minute so we can start mm-hmm. with what's been grinding our gears. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. What's been grinding your gears? So these, my list this time, I feel like is a little bit more specific to me. So I don't know if if anybody can really like relate, but mine has been more so like with like technology lately. Um so what I have on here is like, so my job is 80% of it is typing and charting like in a computer system. So like if something happens where it, something goes wrong, like if I'm, if I think I'm copying something to go somewhere and to paste it and it doesn't work, I get so mad. <laughs> and I don't blame you. Just know that that's my life as well because everything is uh, on and, a computer. Yeah. And like why? Like if I hit control C and I'm doing it correctly, why doesn't it work sometimes? <laughs> so don't. <laughs> my thing too is my whole career I've been on a Windows-based PC and now with this company we moved to um, – max so Mm -hmm. it's just a whole different ball game for me because it's not it's not my wheelhouse like i i've always used max but i haven't used them for like stressful situations or like school where (laughs) i need to like know all the shortcuts and stuff yeah yeah. i get pissed because oh my god i'm not and then people will present and they're like moving through the max like multiple screens quickly i'm like you fuckers that is so much (laughs) that looks awesome i'm used to having Like, does Derek use a Windows-based PC, or do you ever at work know how you can, like, snap screens and have, like, multitasking on every screen and stuff? So, he does not use – he doesn't use Apple products. He's never used Apple products. He's never had an iPhone. He's just weird. He's, like, one of those people that's just, like, so anti – apple and so yeah at work he uses windows based and any computer that we've really i mean he does use my mac at home because it's the only computer we have yeah um and every time he's on it he looks like a he looks like he's using a computer for the first time he has no idea what he's even doing right so i feel like my parents like i'm like yeah (laughs) i'm actually struggling because i'm so quick with what i'm used to you know but and it's funny because like Macs are actually really simple, but it's because I've just mm-hmm. learned a different way 
Yeah. It's yeah. an adjustment. But I get pissed too it's when like, the computer doesn't yeah, work the way that you... Like, I feel like I've learned, you know, obviously as time has gone on, like I've learned to really utilize all of the shortcuts and all of the stuff on the keyboard mm-hmm. that just help my job, you know, um, be more efficient. And so like when that doesn't work and I have to like select something and then right click and hit copy, I'm mm-hmm. like, is this the stone age? Yeah. What am I doing? I remember, so I remember probably a couple months, it was a couple months ago, one of the doctors was charting and it was a male doctor and he was like so he got so mad he was like oh man and i was like what's up and he's like everything i just typed i somehow selected it all and deleted it so i hit i i was like hit control z and he and he did it and everything came back and he was like oh his mind was blown he's like oh my god he was like you would have thought i told him like the sun is yellow like he Mm -hmm. was so happy and i was like there's people out there that would have retyped i know that entire thing oh my god (laughs) that's just wild to me but when it doesn't work i get pissed and then i'm like and then I get mad because then then I do like do it like I like push the keys in really hard like thinking mm-hmm. that that's gonna make a difference. Yeah, and it just doesn't, and it's just oh, it annoys me so bad. Um, and then similarly to that, which this is my own fault, but in the same regard, I am so thankful that um, you can re-record voicemails because. There's nothing more irritating to me than when I mess up a voicemail. So, again, 80% of my job is calling patients and calling parents and talking to them on the phone. I have very little, like, face-to-face interaction now. So, I have to have, like, great phone skills, which I do have great phone skills. But there are some days where my mind is just in such a fog and... I will leave voicemails that just sound so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God I can hit like pound or three or whatever and re-record. Because sometimes I'm literally like, this is Jessica. Um, uh, I'm a nurse. Uh, Call me back. (laughs) It's just so bad. And I'm like... As it's happening, I'm like, this is awful. What am I even saying? And then I'll like stutter or I'll like say a word wrong. And I'm just like, all right, I got to re-record because this is just so bad. I feel so stupid. So that grinds my gears when I mess up a voicemail. But I'm also so thankful that I can re-record. Because back in the day, you couldn't. No. You were just left with whatever. I get stressed with that. And so there's two things. Number one, I get stressed with that. It feels similarly to like this podcast episode where you feel like you have to do shit in one take but you don't but you just feel like you have to and yeah there's no way my brain can always be like the sharpest where i'm not messing something up but i uh found out that well apple just updated to the new ios and i thought they removed um the ability to like record a voice memo and then listen to it and delete it and re-record because it you know what i'm talking about the functionality now makes you think that you're going to record it and it sends right away almost like the instagram ones but you just have to click it a different way and it'll it'll do what we're used to it doing so at first when the phone updated and I started to send one of those I was like you got to be shitting me mine are never going to be efficient (laughs) now because sometimes I mess up on those and I have to re-record or something and I don't want people to hear my first take (laughs) because maybe I'll say (laughs) something too like in the heat of a moment that I if I take a second to think about it's like maybe I shouldn't have said that you know so I don't want that I need that buffer but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That happens to me too. But like if you if you were to send me, for example, like one like a really like messed up voice voice message or whatever. It'd be fine. And you would have been like, what am I even saying uh-huh. right now? I would have been laughing because it's right. so like it's human error and it's just funny because I also deal with that. I mean, it's like, yeah. Some I mean, some days I'm on 
point with yeah, like same. how I speak and what I say and how quickly my brain works and my mouth works. But then there's sometimes where like I'm like buffering. My brain is like thinking and my mouth is just like bit, 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 like so bad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is happening to me right now? I'm like, that happens to me more often than not nowadays. Like as I've gotten, oh yeah, I hate how I always reference age, but I don't mean that I'm old, <laughs> but as I've gotten older, I'm not nearly yeah. as sharp. And it's just because my brain's in different directions. I'm not always thinking about all these different things, but my brain's definitely mm-hmm. in a different place at any given moment throughout the day. You yeah, know? totally. It's, it's just too much, but I get yeah. pissed that if anything, that grinds my gears where I'm like, damn, like I'm not as sharp as I can yeah. be. But then the days when you're on, you're on, you know? Oh, yeah. That's totally me. And, like, you know, I think aging is, like, aging is a process regardless of, like, you know, people saying, oh, you're young or, oh, I'm older. Like, whatever. Aging is a process. It's it's a continuum. So, you know, we emphasize so much on, like, kids and, like, oh, you've gotten taller or, look, you're walking now or da-da-da. It's, like, there's a lot that happens to us between 30 and 35. Yeah. So, you know, we still need to recognize that, that our bodies are changing, our br- our brains are changing. Like, it's all changing. We, we may look the same, but, you know, things are going on. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting older and, you know, I have a thousand other things on my mind. So maybe I'm not going to leave you the best voicemail. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I have to, before you move on to your last one, yeah. I do want to ask you. Do you find yourself, like, taking way more notes nowadays? Like, I'll forget stuff if I don't make a list. I have to write down everything, like, literally everything now because it's just too much. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. If I showed you my alarms in my phone right now, you probably would be, like, shocked. (laughs) Yeah, alarmed because... I literally set an alarm for everything. I have an alarm for, um, like, my medication every day. I have an alarm for, like, say I have to run through CVS on the mm-hmm. way home or if I have to, you know, get an envelope. Like, anything, I'll set an alarm for it because I will not remember. It's just not – my brain only has, say, 100% capacity, and it feels like – Every single day, it's at 100% capacity. So Mm -hmm. if there's anything else I'm going to add to it, it's going to need some kind of reminder. We have, I have, you know, on our fridge, we have a whiteboard, we have a calendar, we have a bulletin board. Like, there's just no way. There's no way to go about our day remembering everything. And it's so much worse now that I'm older and that I have three kids and, like, I just, I can't remember, like, half the stuff okay good that gives me some peace of mind (laughs) now were you that way your whole life or as you've entered adulthood and taken on more responsibilities because i found myself to be quite sharp like in my early 20s even with school like i didn't need Mm -hmm. to like organize self-organize like that but now shit i have to yeah yeah so i think it's definitely gotten more difficult for me um but I've always been a, a list maker and like okay. a planner. Like <clears throat> even in high school, like my planners that they would give us were like pristine because I would always have a nice list and I'd always have a prioritization list and all of it. So I think but also I think that that was just like for my own peace of mind. I probably could remember that stuff without really needing a list. But now definitely if I don't have a list or if I don't have a reminder set in some capacity, I I can't do it. Like we have a reminder for like our bills, um, everything. I mean, yeah. everything. Everything's all at our fingertips now. It but, makes me you know. laugh because I'm way more efficient with these notes and lists, and I just never utilized them before. Like, if you would have taken my planner that you're referencing, it would have been bathroom breaks only. It would have never <laughs> been. I swear, I didn't write anything in those. And I probably would have oh been God. much more efficient if I did it. But, yeah, no, it's just changed no, as I'm, I'm a list. gotten older. Yeah. I'm a list maker for sure. And like, and I'm still a very much like paper and pen kind of person too, even though technology is at my fingertips. Um, 
so yeah i'll like make notes of everything at work you know making sure i do this or if i have like a patient coming into the office at three o'clock i have to write it down and i have to have it in front of me because i'll let my day go by and i'll just completely forget that i actually have a patient to yeah. see in person so yeah it's uh it's it's definitely getting getting worse <laughs> Um, okay, so my last one. This is also technology, and this is probably very specific to me. So I'm sure you can understand the frustration, but this may not be something that you experience. So I am an audiobook listener, and I like to listen to my audiobooks um, at night, like before I fall asleep. So there's like a sleep timer on there, and I set it usually to like 30 minutes. Um, and I'm usually like passed out by the time that 30 minutes comes up, but it's just a way it calms me down and it lets me kind of like stop my like anxiety and whatever. So my frustration is that I have an alarm on my phone, obviously, to wake me up the next morning. So there's no way and th maybe there is. I just haven't found that solution but there's no way to i i usually listen to my audiobooks in headphones or i have a um like a sleep band that i wear that it actually has headphones in it mm -hmm. so it's more comfortable but there's no way to have that those headphones or the headband disconnect after a certain amount of time in order for my alarm to ring out. Okay, Does that, that make makes sense? sense? Yes. So so if I fall asleep with my headband on and I'm listening to my book and I fall asleep, at 2 a.m., I wake up in a subconscious state of sleep and I take that thing off and I yeah. chuck it. You're screwed. Because that's just what I do. Mm -hmm. So then come 6 a.m. when my alarm is going off, it's it's alarming in the headband that is now across my room. Lord only knows where. So that is irritating to me because it's 2022. Why can't I set a time frame for my Bluetooth items? And you should. That's annoying. You know, that's annoying. It's the type of thing where the people, the engineers that are creating some of these things just have never had to deal with that. Like there's things with my car that it's manufactured in California, so they don't think of all the cold, like the frozen mm. handles or, you know what I mean? Because oh, they don't yeah. have to deal yeah. with it. So maybe a lot of those engineers or people that deal with that tech aren't listening to audiobooks and getting screwed. Because I guarantee if there was one person that did, they'd be like, oh, no, let's add this feature. Yeah. But I don't, I don't yeah. know of that feature either. Because why would you, outside of what situation you're saying, why would you ever want that? Right, because you wouldn't want to have like a time disconnect. Because what if like you had a time disconnect on your Bluetooth headphones, and then some really awkward movie scene on an airplane that you're watching starts moaning <laughs> out, you know, because your headphones yeah. disconnect, or like in your biology class or something. Yeah, but yeah. no, that would piss me off too. Or like, I guess maybe the only other scenario would be like if you don't want that those things to die. You know, like, yeah, say, you know, say, Falling you know, like you have a blue. Yeah. Or like, a, um, you know, if it's playing continuously, like at a doctor's office or something like that, you know, you would you would set it to be like an eight hour situation and then it automatically turns off something so like, yeah, where you would set it and, and then it would go off, you know, then it would stop. So then what happens is I'm in like a I'm in like a yeah subconsciously as I'm sleeping I'm thinking okay I had my Bluetooth thing set up now I have to open my phone turn my Bluetooth off and mm -hmm. then go back to sleep and I have had to do that because like I get scared that I'm not gonna wake up at six o'clock yeah so you, like you're saying your audiobook has a timed feature to where it won't go on much longer so there should be some functionality with the bluetooth headphones where if they're in like a standby and they they're not getting any source of audio or something then they turn off but yes yes i swear mine do that your headphones i swear yeah or your phone. but i could be i could be lying my headphones but 
It could also I'm... be they just end up dying because of like time, but I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I swear no. I feel like I've had that happen if they if they're not getting a source of audio, but I don't know. No, mine don't. I mean, and I I don't like say my headband's dead and then I have to use my AirPods. So then I fall asleep and my AirPods fall out mm-hmm. and then they're just still connected. They don't ever disconnect unless they die. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just stupid. It should be that if there's no input going on after 30 minutes and they automatically turn off yeah. and they disconnect like a TV would or something, you know, TVs yeah. do that. Power yes. saver mode. TVs <laughs> like back in the day used to do, do that, I feel yeah. like. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah, it's just irritating. Technology. Mine isn't tech related, I don't think. And mine isn't anything specific. But I do have some stuff that, like, as a general public, I can't believe we still deal with. And we all, like, are on the same page with dealing with it. And we don't, like, question anything. So, my first thing is I was at the Wings game and I was using the bathroom and then washing my hands. And they have those automatic sink and towel dispensers. Those make me so mad because you never know which one's not going to be working today. And, like, (laughs) does this happen to you? Like, when you're in the bathroom with a bunch of women, it's like an event or something. You just, like, accept it and then you move on to whatever sink has a soap dispenser that works. The sensor works. The sink works. The towel dispenser Mm -hmm. works. And we're, like, okay with it. But it's like, no, this shit sucks. I hate when I, like, I I go to one sink the soap dispenser works but the sink doesn't work then i'm like Mm -hmm. damn so i go to the next sink but like sometimes there's multiple that don't work and then the towel dispenser won't work because they're all sensors i get so mad yeah but we all just accept it like we're all doing yeah all the dudes will be like oh okay gotta go to the next one oh gotta go to the Uh next one it's like no because you just like you just don't even have like the you don't have the mental capacity in that moment to be like Hey guys, let's band together and complain about Get this. this like shit it's fixed. just not possible. I just, with everything being more efficient, I don't understand why we still deal with that stuff. Like it should be more reliable, man. Like <laughs> that yeah. just bothers me. When I see those sinks that they're not automatic, but they only last for like five oh, seconds. Oh, that pisses me water, off too. Like they have like the they're like the round like silver things and that you, you have like, to tap, the, the, yeah. Push it down and it's like five seconds and you're like get all you get. I know. Soap you off. never get the soap. Those off your are hand. stupid and they're never a good temperature. They're always either freezing cold or like yeah. scalding hot. I'm like, like, what is this? Let's be honest here. None of those experiences are really good ever no. with the bathrooms no. because you're probably not going to get your hands dry. You're probably no. not going to get your hands clean. Natalie has contact dermatitis on her hands from being a hairstylist. So, like, it's usually shitty soaps in some of those places, too, that irritate Ugh. her hand, you know? Yeah. None of that is a good experience, but we all just, like, roll with the punches and mm-hmm. we're like, screw and it. And then you go, <laughs> you go to dry them and you either get not enough paper towel, so then you have to do it again. Yeah. And then you get a second one and it's, like, the worst paper towel – or you go over to those air dryers and those are just so obnoxious and they just like fly your skin all around and the water is just spraying. Yeah, and they take forever. That's horrible. Yeah, those ones are bad. And they take forever. <laughs> I get mad when there's like a dude that you're behind that has to have like five towels and you're like waiting to go. Your hands are wet and he's like still accepting more towels. It's like, dude, you didn't need more towels. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my god! But that so that whole experience grinds my gears. The other thing that <laughs> grinds my gears, and I don't know why we're so accepting of it, is I don't even know how to word it. It's like review systems nowadays online. I get really bothered when I go to look up like a movie, a restaurant, and especially if it's like a mom and pop shop restaurant where. We should be more accepting or more lenient to some of those places because we should want them to exist outside of a Starbucks or something. And there's like Mm -hmm. a one star review that adds no value to me and it didn't even need Mm -hmm. to be in there. And they were grading it so low for no reason. Like I went to look up this coffee shop 
and someone gave it a one star and they were like they were closed for maintenance the two times I tried to go during the week and I'm like okay that's definitely an inconvenience to them. They probably had it on their door or something, and you're giving yeah. it a one star. Like, how is that going to help me to yeah. know is their coffee good? Like, chill, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Reviews are out of or hand. like some something like they'll they'll review it and they'll be like they were out of my favorite uh, yeah. creamer or yeah. something stupid. Like, okay, that's because everybody probably probably yeah. likes it and maybe it's a limited thing. Like, don't review it based off that. Give them a damn chance. Like, uh, yeah. I think that's why we're noticing nowadays these mom and pop shops or these locally owned shops not thriving because – we tear them down so quickly. We don't even give them a chance. I know. And I know. you should really want to go to a local coffee shop instead of Starbucks yeah. or Dunkin' Donuts. At the end of the day, you really should if it's good because mm-hmm. you're supporting local and you're not just padding the pockets of like corporate America. But yeah, that bothers me when I go to look up even things with movies where they're just critical of things that they don't need to be critical of. At the end of the day, movie movies are entertainment and we're going to talk about yeah. movies shortly and that's how i view yeah. my movies like yeah, was i entertained same. should you go to a movie theater to see this i don't need to hear some crazy review like film yeah. class or something because i'm just a yeah a general person you know yeah but, i i usually if i ever look up a place i usually look at like overall reviews so like I won't ever really read a, a review on something because I don't give a shit about what that person's opinion is. So, like, I will look at, like, first of all, I'll look at how many reviews they have. So, yeah. if it's a lot and it's three out of five stars, then I'm going to probably agree with the masses that it's a three out of five situation because that's just more – it's more likely for people to really be – for it to really be a five, three out of five situation, if yeah. there's a lot of people that the say aggregated, that, yeah, average, yeah, yes. So I will kind of take that. So like when when I look at a movie and say it's like a seven point eight or whatever, I'm gonna say okay. And there's thousands of reviews. I'm gonna say this movie is a seven point eight. Like I'm gonna go into it thinking it's a seven point eight. But yeah, I mean, what is the point? What is the what are you trying to are you trying to get people not to go there? Are you trying yeah, to like you're trying like they what always is your want to sound like they're on a soapbox and they want to be seen? You know, I um I just unless it's astronomically bad, like an experience at a restaurant that you're like you really should probably warn people this place sucks and you shouldn't go here. Yeah, or it's yeah. incredibly good. I don't think you should be leaving a review like that unless you're like you know how those people are like local guides to your area or something unless you like thrive with the reviews but that's how i feel with movies too i just feel like that review system and slander online is getting out of hand but i still use those things it's just i feel like it's getting out of hand you can really bring someone down using the internet now and it's scary for sure it really is uh my last thing sort of involves tech i guess but i've been bothered like i I just recently got my booster and walgreens asked me to fill out this form right and it was like a digital form i filled it out i submitted it and when i went there they still had me fill out the form (laughs) <laughs> that makes me so mad. And that happens more often than not nowadays. Like, yeah. they ask you to do something ahead of time to save time, and then they still have you do something in person. It's like, what was the point? Why'd you make yeah. me do that? Yeah. That mm-hmm. pisses me off because, number one, those forms always suck. And yeah, <laughs> you think that you're going to come in like a quick process because you did some pre-work and it's never the case and i just get so mad i feel that way with secretary of state too oh yeah that's it's like that at the doctor's office too like they'll so we have like a portal um and so you go on and you do your questionnaires and then 
you know, you go through and you confirm all your medication that you're taking, you confirm the pharmacy, um, and then it should make your visit more efficient. And then when you get into the room, the medical assistant then asks all of this, those same questions. Yeah. What, what medicines are you on? Are you taking? Are you not taking? Is this your pharmacy? You know, what, ins- you know, like uh, still confirming the insurance. It's just like, why? I just wasted time doing all of that online. Well, so, the no, other I totally thing is like, that one makes, it's still BS, but that one makes a little bit more sense because it's almost like they're just double checking medical history and things like that. So I can see. But if I have to reiterate twice to you that I haven't had COVID in the last two weeks <laughs> on like some stupid form. That's true. And then yeah, like yeah. give consent. It's like what what was the point? But And like nowadays I feel like that doesn't even that does that's like irrelevant now. Like even if you did have COVID in the last two weeks, I feel like you can I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it does matter, but I feel like it doesn't matter. Like if you did have COVID in the last two weeks, can't you still get your booster? Yeah, I'm not sure, but that makes it even worse that they're just recycling the same form they've been using since inception. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they're giving it to me twice. But I I just put forms like um, in my notes. And this morning when I read it, I was like, what the hell was I talking about? And I went upstairs and I was like, (laughs) Natalie. I put the word forms in my grind my gears notes. What do you think it is? And she was like, it's probably when we got our vaccine booster. And I was like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Like, it's You're so like, mad. bingo. <laughs> and that's that goes back to our previous discussion of our brains not working anymore. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> I left a note for myself. And that's another thing. Like, the notes have to be detailed enough because I'll forget even a note. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll write stuff down for work, and I'm like, oh, God, this doesn't have context. I have no idea what I was thinking in this moment. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so funny. Thank God God at least one of us, like, brain is working, and that's Natalie. (laughs) Yeah, she had the answer for me. Um, So we can move into our entertainment section, talk about what we've been watching movie-wise, and I thought I spoke to you about this before the show started, but I thought we could start to review our movies out of gears because we have our grind our gears segment before. And it's sort of obviously a little bit negative. We're obviously poking fun of things, but the movie stuff's more positive. So we'll give it a score out of five gears. Five gears is you must see this in movie theaters. We had no issues with it. One gear is you probably shouldn't watch it at all or you should watch it at home watch it at your discretion so yeah i think you and i have the same movie to talk about because we both went and saw smile yesterday uh-huh was that what you were playing and we have not about? yes and we have not talked about it because of today <laughs> yes so let's talk about smile uh horror psychological thriller i would say newly released uh-huh. um what are your thoughts on Smile and give it a score out of five gears? So I went into it very optimistic because of, again, the reviews. You know, it got a pretty decent um, score overall. I didn't read reviews because for fear that something's going to be spoiled. I do like to go into it only knowing like what the preview shows me. Yeah. Um. But I went in, so I went into it very optimistic. I was very excited to see it, um, and it did not disappoint. It was so good. I, I am a bit of like I'm an optimistic person when it comes to things like this. I go into it thinking, you know, maybe it'll be good and maybe it'll be better than I expected, and a lot of times I'm disappointed. But. <laughs> This one in particular was really, really good. Um, the acting is awesome. Whoever that actress is, I've been meaning to look her up because she looks familiar, but I don't know what other work she's done. She is such a good actress. She yeah. was so... Acting was good for a horror movie for sure. Other than yeah. her fiance, he sort of sucked, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just going to say that. <laughs> that guy, that guy was a terrible terrible actor thank god he didn't have very many lines because 
holy shit, no emotion. <laughs> no, like no emotion, and you could just tell that he was acting, but it yeah. was almost like bad. Yeah, but he's he's such a small like piece of it, really. That whatever. Um. So she just was so good. I mean, she literally made you think truly that she was experiencing this yeah i was gonna say you could feel her you know she was so good that i felt so deeply stressed for her yes right and that's how you know that they're killing it in a role i i felt i was uneasy the whole time and stressed yeah yeah the you know the the storyline is really um it's very simple which which is a good thing. I love like simple horror and I love classic horror where like something's trying to get you and you got to figure out how to not have it get you. Yeah. That is like my like favorite storyline of, of a horror movie. Um, I don't like a whole lot of like details and like tons of history and this and that. It just it fogs it for me. And this whole storyline of just like something has transferred to her and she's got to figure out like what the hell to do. And it just was so the jump scares were good, which I don't typically get scared in movies like I get I get on edge and I get like, you know, like that feeling of like like almost excitement. But I was like genuinely like some of the jump scares actually got me, which was awesome because that's what I'm looking for. Um, I I did. I was able to predict the ending, which I feel like isn't super difficult for people who like horror movies. But I knew probably as soon as like some point in the movie, probably 25 percent of it was left. I f- I knew what was going to happen, but it still didn't take away from how much right. I liked the ending. And but were you able to predict like the overall ending? Like, because I the and this is spoiler free, so I <laughs> knew what was going to happen in those in the climax, right? Like the final moments, uh-huh. but. It uh-huh. still didn't end up ending exactly how I thought it was going to end. You thought it was going to end exactly that way? Like the ending ending? Yes. Okay. But I think because I was trying to maybe predict, I didn't think it was going to be like, a happy ending. <laughs> okay. okay. So I so I knew something was going to transpire, but I didn't but I knew just based off of like I guess so many horror movies that I've seen, yeah. I kind of knew what was how all the pieces went and like what was going to happen at the end. It gave me um the ring vibes yeah i have some notes i'll tell you what i got vibes from but that was one of them for sure yeah like and i i distinctly remember watching the ring in theaters and like having that same feeling like you because the premise is like you know you watch that video and then you are dead like a week later or whatever the the timeline is so it's like it's that it was that same um style and it was like it had that same feeling you're like oh my god like yeah it's gonna move to all you know and and yeah it and it i had that same like almost nostalgic feeling right like, watching it because it was like the ring and the ring scared the shit out of me same when i was younger so natalie too so yeah she's seen that and yeah. she's actually scarred from that so yeah oh my god yeah so um and then at the end of the ring, do you do you remember the ending of the ring? Yes. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it had that same vibe. Right. So and we'll talk more after we end the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> we'll I don't want to I don't want to spoil I don't want to spoil it for anybody that, you know, is listening. But yeah, but I loved it. I, I you know, again, walking out of there, I was like. 
damn, like that was really mm-hmm. good. Um, so I would give it five out of five gears. I would highly recommend if you do want to see it to see it in the theater because again, those jump scares, just the overall vibe of seeing a scary movie in a theater is so much better than seeing it at home. Um, so yeah, I would, I would give it five out of five. Yeah. For me, must see, uh, in theater for sure. Uh, I would give it a four and a half out of five and Uh, here's why it's the only reason i just have one little thing but it didn't end up being that big of a deal and i'll tell you why so first of all i loved this movie because it pulled from everything that i love in a successful horror but did it in a little bit more of a creative way like people get pissed when they're like well it felt like it was the ring all over again it felt like pieces of the conjuring all over again they're not breaking the mold i don't need you to break the mold I want that shit, but you have to do it in a creative way, which they did with trauma. And I loved that because if you, if you look at the hidden meeting with this and it reminded me of it follows in a way, and that's why the end of it follows, I thought this was going to end similarly where you're just, you know, you're going to deal with your trauma the rest of your life kind of a thing. But so Uh, trauma, right? Everyone deals with trauma. Uh, and at one moment you have to face it. Otherwise it will consume you. That's how I interpreted this film. Right. Yeah, definitely. And it passes on through trauma because, you know, our parents trauma probably passed on to us, their parents trauma probably passed on to them. And if you're not dealing with it and facing it, you're going to pass on trauma to other generations. That's how I felt. Um, I loved that it pulled from it follows in a way that it's, always coming after you unless you transfer it in some way Mm -hmm. um i loved the jump scares they were very creative to where they scared the shit out of me like i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) like that movie fucked me up like that movie was scary and in a good way like i felt so energetic after it ended and i'm like that was great like yeah that's what i paid to go see and i haven't Mm -hmm. had that in a minute um like, I love yeah. horror, and I have a good time, but this one, actually, my palms were sweaty, and I was stressing, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. But they were jump scares where you, because you've seen so many horrors, you know they're probably coming, but they do it in, still in a creative way. And it, Yes, that, that's the same thing I said to Derek yesterday. I'm like, I knew the jump scares were coming, but, like, they were, like, different than what I was expecting. Yeah, they still so hit you in a way. Element, yeah, yeah, that's where the element of still surprise came from from someone who's who's so used to jump scares that, like, I was just like, okay, yeah, this person's going to be behind the fridge door or whatever. Right. And then it wasn't. So then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Like, it's totally a different, like, what I wasn't expecting, which is awesome. It reminded me of... um haunting of hill house like there's a couple jump scares in there that just come out of nowhere that like make your heart stop um yes and then i just loved the fact that it pulled from like nightmare on elm street where she isn't getting sleep and she's stressed all the time because she's just on edge all the time so you feel on edge that's why the jump scares hit harder because you're on edge um yes I loved it. And I thought there was some really creative, like, cinematography. Some of those shots were dope. Like, when she's yes. opening the fridge to get a bottle of wine and you're, like, in the fridge viewing from her yes. angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and some scenes were, like, upside down. Like, like, and then it would, it yeah. would like, it was know, trippy flip or whatever. Because it's, yeah. it's just showing you a different view because it's a psychological thriller. And yeah you are in your own head or stressed and it's just disoriented you know but um i also think just the idea of the smile was really creepy and so creepy i thought it would be cheesy but no like it was hella creepy and i was just watching it thinking this is really creative and this movie's good. The only reason I deduct the the point five is because it is long, and for a moment I thought, "Oh God, is this gonna drag?" And yeah. it starts to feel like it's going to, but it actually doesn't. And then you realize, okay, mm-hmm. this is why this needed to be a little bit more lengthy because they are dealing dealing with, you know, hidden messages with trauma, and they need to address certain things. And I appreciated that. Yeah. 
Um, But all in all, I loved that movie. Four and a half gears out of five for sure. You should go see that if you're into horror, if you want to go on a spooky date for, you know, October, Halloween time. I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm really happy I saw that. It reminds me of how I felt when I saw It Follows, and I was like, "Yes, that was great." Yeah, we need that's more what of I was those. gonna say too. It Follows, The Ring, which yes, those are all the the storyline, quote unquote, the storyline is the same. Yeah, but different and just everything's portrayed differently and right you don't have to reinvent yeah. the wheel just like no do something similarly because as human beings that stresses us out but do it in yeah. just like a little bit more of a creative way which i think they did for sure and i'm happy i didn't know much about it going into it i was pleasantly surprised yeah. and it actually lived up to what i feel like the general public was saying about it where it was getting pretty good like word of mouth reviews from people that i know yeah and when i go into those movies i tend to be disappointed but this one was like mm-hmm. it went above i was like oh this was great definitely yeah. i can't believe yeah. derek and natalie both went and saw that with us oh yeah i uh, derek doesn't really have a choice at this point he's just kind of along for the ride he knows what he's what he got into so he's very much like okay fine but he he really liked it too and and um did you know that it was not supposed to come to theaters? No. Thank God it did. Yeah. Yeah, so it it um I I don't remember where I saw. It. I think maybe I don't know, probably TikTok cuz that's where I get all of my current uh news, but it wasn't supposed to be released into theaters. It 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 was supposed to just be I think like a Netflix or not Netflix but like a streaming release okay. and it wasn't going to get as much hype, but then for the pre-screening it got such good reviews from the people that watched it that they decided to release it to the theaters good so that was clutch i I knew it was based on a short film that he had created like something Mm. that was like a short you know like 15 minute yeah uh film uh but that was great and natalie she hates those types of movies because they really give you a heart attack but she loved it at the end of the day you yeah. know like okay she's probably still happy she saw it but she was stressed but i was stressed was too stressed. like at moments I know. um we were like holding hands and our palms were both sweating together and i'm like I know. Yeah, is this the first date in 2009 i know <laughs> i know i was i was like um i was holding derek's hand and and I would like squeeze it really hard, yeah. like for the part where it was like so freaky. I'm like, shit. That's scary. how. That's how. Um, that's how Natalie was too. And we'll talk off yeah. air because we do have a couple more yeah. things to talk about with that movie. But we'll yeah. move into. Um, we'll talk about the Dahmer TV show. We don't have to give it a review or anything. I just want to get your thoughts on the Dahmer Netflix special. And I'll give you my thoughts because I'm still working through it as well. And you just said you are. So how are you feeling yeah. about that show so far? So we're on episode. We just finished episode five last night. Um, I mean, I am like speechless about it, honestly, because I I feel really, really dirty like watching it because it's so yeah it's entertaining and i like want to watch it because i want to see what happens but the fact that it's real is just so it makes me feel so uneasy me too um i don't i didn't really know a whole lot about jeffrey dahmer and like his whole rampage i guess i mean Mm -hmm. i knew of him and i knew that it was men and like that was it but i didn't really know any details i didn't know about his parents and i didn't know how the trial went and like none of that i mean obviously i know what happened in the trial but i didn't know any of the details so like watching it i'm just like oh my god god and like knowing that it's so much worse based off yeah. of what you told me mm-hmm. it makes me feel even worse that like this scenario that i'm watching is awful but knowing that it was worse makes me feel even worse yeah i know <laughs> so yeah i've it, had the same I mean, moment where ugh. you watch it and you have to 
take a step back and you're like, this probably really happened. And that's really weird that I'm even watching this as entertainment. And that's the problem that I feel with like some of the true crime stuff. It's fascinating, but they definitely walk a very thin line where they have to be careful because I would be furious probably if I was a family member from one of these victims that they're profiting off of this. But when they make a show like this, they have to be careful that they're more informative than glorifying terrible actions. And I feel like in moments I felt like this show was doing that, but then now as I've gotten deeper into it, they are, some of it is a little too in depth to where I'm like, uh, I don't know if you need to do include all that because it probably really happened. But I just feel like, I can't get enough of the true crime stuff, though. Like, I have yeah. to see that because it's just so insane that you want to see it on the big screen. And it would be a movie script if it didn't really happen, you know, because it's yeah. it seems make-believe, the shit that you're watching. But yeah, I've definitely felt uneasy. I knew about him. I knew um, that he was gay. He targeted men. I knew that he consumed some of their body parts and things, but I didn't know it was predominantly uh, multiracial, and that's how he got away with it for so long. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know any of it. I okay. didn't know really any details. I knew it was men. I didn't know like the demographic that he yeah. was targeting. Um, I think the most shocking part of the whole thing is not like how many people he got how many people he killed but how many times he slipped under the radar yeah that's a terrifying yeah. thought and it's sad right because it's because they were people of color and gay you know yeah. it's like at the time if you want to pick a group of people that the country really doesn't give a shit about it would have been yeah. that right yeah and that just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I guess I haven't finished the show, so I don't know how the trial goes and all these things. Obviously, I understand the outcome, but um, yeah, yeah, I do know race was a big uh, issue that was brought up and stuff. And I do know that he was accused of being like racist and that's why he targeted these victims and things. But he was adamant that he wasn't. Um, I just it's just sad to know that that wouldn't have really happened. And I don't know if he had like, if this is a real character, but I don't know if he had a neighbor that was consistently like complaining about him and calling the police and stuff. But if there was an individual like that, that's even sadder because if that was like a straight white woman or something or guy, hundred percent would have been caught. And that's just so bad. I think that there's probably truth to that because they probably, you know, interviewed or whatever, you know, like as mm-hmm. far as um, everybody that was involved around him, you know, she probably filed a police report. And then um, after he was finally caught, you know, they got her information. But I mean, I, I, I think also the most disturbing thing, too, was that like how casually he's talking about it. Like, yeah. Like, it's just another conversation, and he's just so not uh, connected mm-hmm. to, like, a true sociopath. Just right. not connected to the emotional part of it. That's just so scary. I mean, and that that is possible, that people yeah. are truly like that. And it's like, and, like, yeah, the parents are, like problematic and they have issues but up until this point they don't really seem that bad of parents right like it to shouldn't the point have that he created would kill. a monster yeah so it's like at what point did at what point is this nature versus nurture like yeah where where are we truly seeing this like become him is this mm-hmm. how his brain was formed in the womb and he thinks this way and acts this way or is it things leading up to it and it doesn't even really seem like there was a whole lot that he experienced as a child 
to really turn him into someone who's so removed emotionally from yeah and i always find it strange that they target all these victims but they don't hurt people that are have been a part of their life prior you know like yeah like that desire isn't there or something like he didn't do anything to his uh ex-fiance or something it's so weird like Dahmer didn't do anything to his grandma even though she was up in his shit didn't do anything to his dad it's just strange but the scariest thing to me is thinking that these people still exist and they're out there in the world and they're just not doing what they did before and I always wonder why like that's something that's I'm very curious about because serial killers didn't just disappear Right. It's not just because technology advanced, the the fear of getting caught has grown. I don't think they really gave a shit about getting caught. They just got away with it. There's been a shift though, and those these people that are sociopaths, they're doing it in a different way. And I'm curious what it is now. Because you don't hear about this like you heard in the seventies, eighties, nineties, you know. But yeah. I also think if you think about it, it all stems back to sex. And mm-hmm. in like a different period of time there, you were not able to talk about sex. You weren't able to talk about anything that you were dealing with where it's more yeah. open now. And you definitely mm-hmm. weren't able to face your sexuality where he definitely had a lot of problems. But I think what probably could have heightened a lot of his issues was the fact he was gay. And came from a family that would not have been accepting of being gay. But sex definitely plays a huge part in these serial killers. Uh, For sure. But I'm curious. They just released his, um, like, the Dahmer tapes on Netflix. Did you see that? It came out yesterday with the real-life interviews, like the Ted Bundy one. So I'm curious to watch that. Uh, It's going to be chilling and weird. But I like to see how... They carry themselves because they always come off very intelligent. Like, these people aren't dumb. They're yeah. very intelligent. Well, yeah. I mean, to get away with it for that yeah. long, you have to have some kind of, like, Like, they're sharp. Level. They just have a screw loose, you know? Like, yeah. when you would hear yeah. Ted Bundy, it's like, this guy's brilliant, you know? Mm-hmm. But, well, um, yesterday, last night when we were watching it, I, I said, I wonder if... Because... Before this, I couldn't really picture in my mind what Jeffrey Dahmer looked like. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I'm not going to Google anything about him because I don't want it. I don't want anything to be ruined, you know, as far as like, you know, finding stuff out. Um, But I looked up an interview last night um, and. Yeah, I mean, just the way he was talking and like his dad was sitting there with him during the interview and i'm like this is so weird i mean and like again he just was talking about it so casually like oh god yeah yeah, like you can't even believe that he did what he did the way that they talk about it you know they're like so yeah to it all but yeah i uh before we move on to to lighter topics with the bachelor in paradise and the <laughs> challenge i do want to say evan peters is doing a great job uh yeah that's a tough role and he is embodying Dahmer. he's good yeah. he's good at that type of stuff he's been good in american horror where he has to like play different characters and stuff yes but he's always he, been a very good he could like, win some stuff it's at... just is are yeah. they going to reward him for playing someone like that you know because yeah. it's like i mean if and if you think about it too, I mean, he is—he has played really only disturbing people in the yeah. last ten years of his career, or whatever. So it's kind of right. like, <laughs> where's his mind? Like you got, then you got to, yeah, then you got to wonder, like, is—is is there a screw loose in this guy or something? Right, you have like, to—you have to be Dahmer nine to five, and then you have to come home and cook dinner for your wife and kids. Like, what? I don't know how they do that, but uh. <laughs> Yeah. We'll move on to the popular culture stuff to finish off the show. It's just brief. I do want to get your opinion on Bachelor in Paradise, and then we'll just talk about what we're excited for with the challenge Rider Dies. So Bachelor in Paradise, there's been about three episodes so far. What are your thoughts, um, and what do you think about the schedule that they just announced? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, we were very excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh 
because I do, I, I was optimistic. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm still always optimistic with like new seasons and stuff of this type of show, but um, you know, and there, there are people on there that I do, that I do like to watch, you know, they're enjoyable. Like mainly a lot of the male casts, uh, you know, cast members are enjoyable. Um, But I don't care what show it is. It could be the best show on the planet. And if it's four hours a week, I'm out. Yeah. I'm checked Way out. Way too much. Way too much. I'm just like, I, I, I don't have the time or the emotional capacity to. No. Um, that's like watching two two-hour movies a week. Who in the hell has time for that? Yeah, like House of the Dragon's <laughs> been badass, but if it was on for two, if, if it was on twice a week, and it was two hours each time, I would be, oh, I wouldn't I be would able to keep be, up with yeah. it. You know. No. But no, I would I would be so checked out because I just I just don't have, you know, I don't like to watch shows that it feels like it's a task and it does yeah. kind of feel like that. And that's always how I have felt with that show. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's it a is. Lot. And uh, it would make sense if they needed to have that because they have a lot of content to show us. But they're just like slowing out the content and making it two hour episodes twice a week. And it's boring. Where I was really excited. After the first episode, I was like, oh, this season might be fire because I like all the dudes. Uh, I want to see them find someone. But they definitely need to improve some stuff because I'm already getting bored. And I already like the drama is not what I want to see. And the hooking up is not what I want to see. You know, you want to when you watch Bachelor in Paradise, you want to see people hook up and fight. (laughs) Yep. And it's not really happening like that. And I'm not. As much as I love, um, like, some of the guys, right, and I want them to find love, I don't feel super invested in some of the relationships like I did even last season. And last season wasn't that good. Like, I love Brandon, but I'm not, like, super invested in his relationship because they're barely showing anything, you know? Yeah. They're focusing on the wrong stuff. They hooked up. They hooked up and did their first date, and then it was like, now we don't even see them because they're, like, off, you know, making Mm -hmm. out everywhere. But, yeah, it just is like, okay, so then when we're left with, like, the second string people, it's, like, not – Right. It's not as good. I mean, I I did appreciate the um, Genevieve – I mean, that was was dragged out a lot more than it should have been, but – I did appreciate how crazy she looks uh, because she's like obsessed with Justin already. Like, and after not even 12 hours on, on in paradise, she's crying over this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and we got what? no emotion how out of insecure? her. We didn't see that side of her on Clayton season at all. They like barely showed no. her speaking. So I've appreciated that. But yeah, I, she annoys Ugh. the shit out of me. she's pretty yeah she's 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 a lot and and i think justin's kind of like uh i'm good yeah i know (laughs) no thanks well i hope the show uh gets better and i'm obviously gonna watch it i don't know if i'm gonna be able to keep up at that pace but if we're able to keep up with it well and it's better we'll talk about it next session the final thing i wanted to talk about was the challenge rider dies this wednesday october 12th it looks like it's like a type of competition where they have a partner the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the big news, though, is Johnny Bananas is back. How do you feel about this show and what do you feel about Johnny returning? So I don't know much about the show. The prem- I mean, I know the premise because it's 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 somebody you they bring somebody with them, don't they? Yeah. That's the promise between behind ride or die. Like you bring a family member or a friend or somebody that is considered your ride or die. Right. And they're your partner the whole time, which I like that premise. I like that idea. I think it's, you know, different. And like, we'll, we'll get to see like the different relationships behind um, their, you know, their personal life, which I think will be kind of cool. I mean, I always love the challenge. I, I, it doesn't really matter what the premise is. You know, I feel like they they switch it up pretty much every season. And I love that regardless. Um, 
but so so yeah i mean i'm excited i don't really know who else is on it other than johnny bananas because i saw him in the preview and then i freaked out and i texted you and mm-hmm. i was like wait what it's actually not many others that you and i love <laughs> outside of an og like johnny there's not mm-hmm. like ct and wes aren't there you know so okay. I might honestly be, even though he bothers the shit out of me, I might be rooting for him and Nani because he's with Nani. Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. Um, I I have a love hate relationship with Johnny Bananas, and I always have. Um, and currently, I'm in my hate phase. So I don't want to see him be successful. <laughs> I think he is a piece of shit in real he life. Is. So I'm just mad. I'm I mad. Agree. I'm mad. I agree. He bothers me as well, but like I if I have like to pick G- Johnny or Jordan, just for challenge sake, I'm probably going to still yeah. pick Johnny because it's good for the challenge. You know, it's good for is, the future of the challenge. Is jo- Jordan on this season? Yeah, Jordan's with Anissa. <laughs> That's not going to end Why? well for him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Turbo's coming back. I thought he was banned oh from the show forever. Because he did something controversial. Um, who else is on? I think. Uh, oh my god. Fessy's back. I hate him, so I would like to oh see him against. Oh um, god. You know who I do like? I like that Jay guy. Uh, Jay's with Michelle from Survivor. I li- I like that guy. Jay. He has like longer hair. He almost looks like skateboardery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. with Michelle Fitzgerald from Survivor, the Survivor oh, okay. champ. So, so I hope are they, they all, good. are there people that they're bringing, are they all previously from the challenge? No, some of them aren't. Oh. Like, I don't know who um, Nelson's is. Uh, there's others. Oh so I am excited to look at, like, different new characters and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, it's it's not as loaded of a season as I would have liked to see because I like the OGs and I'm like spoiled because we just got done with a, the most recent thing was the all-star one. Right. So I feel like partial to the OGs, but it's okay. I'm still looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I got to watch that documentary that you talked about uh, regarding the challenge. Cause that's supposed to be yeah. good, but hopefully the season's dope and we can get together and we can talk about it instead of bachelor in paradise or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Unless Maybe something we'll shocking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm getting so sick. It's like beating a dead horse, but it's just always there. The content's always there, so I always include it because it's something that we can talk about. But and the Bachelorette, the Bachelor uh, is only a, is only a month is only like a month, right? Yeah, so one month of Bachelor maybe next Paradise. month. <laughs> Next month, we'll, we'll be ready to move on from maybe the Bachelor uh, topics because we'll talk about overall kind of how The Bachelor ended and then or The Bachelor in Paradise ended and then we'll go, we'll go from there. That makes me think that they shouldn't even have aired this season because there's no point in having that show for one month. Like, I what know. was the purpose of that? And it's no, it's colliding with Monday Night Football for people dancing with the stars all these things it's like yeah. what are you doing you're not doing it <laughs> smart but okay um thank you for coming on today and i loved catching up and we're obviously going to talk a little bit more about the smile <laughs> movie after i end this but i look forward to getting together and speaking to you soon thanks for having me before i end this episode i want to shout out the elite supplement brand caged Caged was born of a need for ultra-premium, health-focused products that actually work. If you would like to learn some more about Caged as well as their products, you can click the link in my Instagram bio as well as the link associated with this episode. You can also use my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The well-rounded piece.